With regard to food shortage, yes, we did re re talk about food shortages. And, uh, and it's going to be real. The, the price of these sanctions is not just imposed upon Russia. It's imposed upon an awful lot of countries as well, including European countries and our country as well. And uh, because both uh, Russia and Ukraine have been the breadbasket of Europe in terms of wheat, for example, just to give you one example. But we had a long discussion uh, in the G7 with uh, um, the uh, with both uh, the United States, which has a, as a significant, the third largest producer of wheat in the world, as well as Canada, which is also a major, major producer. And we both talked about how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food, food shortages. And in addition to that, we talked about uh, urging all the European countries and everyone else to end trade restrictions on, on sending uh, lim limitations on sending food abroad. And so we are in the process of working out with our European friends what it would be, what it would take to help alleviate the concerns relative to uh, food shortages. The Connecticut Department of Agriculture tells me the impact on the egg industry will be minimal to none, only because there are more than 372 egg-laying hens just in the United States alone. We got the chance to fly Sky 61 over that damage. You can see the burned area off of the distance between the coops still intact. Investigators say around 1 o'clock Saturday, they were called to Hillendale Farms in Basra for a large fire. When they arrived, they tell us they found a fire in one of the chicken coops. At least 20 different fire departments responded with engines, tankers and other needed equipment. Fire crews say the fire was contained to one of the 400 by 50 foot coops containing at least 100,000 chickens. There are almost 20 other coops on the property and investigators say they were not significantly damaged. Hillendale Farms is one of the largest egg suppliers in the country with six locations spread out across the northeast. Their website says in total Hillendale raises about 20 million chickens for their egg production. This location in Basra is the only one here in Connecticut. But if you break it down and do the math, assuming each coop contains the same amount of chickens, then the farm here would have about 2 million chickens on their property. The Connecticut Department of Agriculture tells us the loss of 100,000 chickens is a major one, but not enough to make a hit in the overall egg industry or the prices in a grocery store near you. And there is no word on what caused that fire, but the scene has been handed over to the state. The state fire marshal and investigators will take it from here and give us any update as they can. In Basra, Brooke Griffin, Fox 61 News. Ten, the heart of a community is left to rebuild tonight after this massive fire. 40,000 pounds of food meant to feed people in a food desert near Maricopa, south of the valley, is completely gone. And tonight, investigators are still trying to figure out what caused the fire. Teen 12's Adriana Loya learns that the owners of the Maricopa Food Pantry aren't going to let this fire keep them from feeding those who need a helping hand. The biggest thing is if you're hungry, come. For 18 years. Jim Schof and his wife have run the Maricopa Food Pantry. The remains of most of my trailers are back there. But what they long worked to achieve, now gone. A massive fire erupting Monday afternoon. Black smoke filling the air as six semis filled with about 40,000 pounds of food and a 40-foot truck with storage equipment destroyed. I'd only been gone like 20 minutes. The fire breaking out shortly after members of the Mountain View Community Church had finished distributing food. 
four fire departments arriving on scene. But the flames, too intense. Every trailer that was here was getting ready for this weekend, so everything was loaded with diesel. And once it started on fire, it was just not able to put it out. And strong winds fueled the massive blaze. Thankfully, the church, which is feet away from the fiery trailers, was not damaged. Those propane tanks, that's what we run the forklifts on. And they got hot enough that they blew out of the connex, came over here and hit. We had uh, pallets up here like a big giant table and caught that on fire. A preliminary investigation suggests the fire started after an animal went under one of the refrigerated trucks and got into the wires. This is what's left of it. Despite the tragic loss. But I'm going to rebuild. Jim looking to provide for his community now more than ever, hoping to build a warehouse for the pantry, but also a clothing bank and soup kitchen. We lost almost everything, but we still have something to go forward to. And if we don't have, if we didn't have anything, we still have the people that have a need. It's going to be great. It's going to take a while. Adriana Loya. But I'm hoping to be up and running within the next few weeks. 12 News. We are tracking news out of Moses Lake tonight. A large fire damaged a plant southeast of Moses Lake, just south of Interstate 90. Last night, firefighters worked for hours to contain a major fire inside. Photos showed just how big the fire was. Well, today, investigators are on scene investigating what started the fire. Cram 2's Amanda Rowley traveled to the scene today and shares what details we now know. Behind me is Basic American Foods, the food processing plant that caught fire last night. Now in the daylight, we can finally see just how badly the fire damaged one of its buildings. The Grant County Sheriff's Office confirms the third floor sustained the most fire damage. Several videos and photos shared by witnesses show just how massive the fire was. This is what Trent Cleverly and his wife returned home to. They live about a quarter mile from the plant. The roof line and along the wall of it was just flames were just coming off of it. The local farmer told me over the phone he recalls hearing a loud thump earlier in the evening, but didn't expect to find this scene in his backyard. I was hearing the fire trucks and I was like, what's going on type thing? Because it was, I mean, it sounded like it's coming down our lane. And as I walk around the backside of the house, that's when I see an American potato completely you know, up in flames. And anyway, I was just shocked by that. We've not been able to confirm if basic American foods continued operations today, but the parking lot appears mostly full. And we saw people coming and going from the building this afternoon. At this point, we don't know if there were any injuries reported, but right now the Grant County Fire Marshal is investigating what caused this fire. Reporting in Moses Lake, Amanda Rowley, Creme 2 News. Uh, we are heading out to Georgia right now for a breaking news story that we first brought to you last night when everything unfolded. And unfortunately, as we got more details, we're learning this morning officials saying that there were no survivors aboard a small plane that crashed into the General Mills plant in Covington, Georgia. So this is just some of the video of that scene uh, when this first happened early yesterday evening. But we do want to head out live to the scene right now. That's where Fox 5 Atlanta's Mark Teichner is joining us with the very latest. Mark, such a tragic story to uh, to report on this morning. What can you tell us? Yeah, it certainly is. We are waiting for the FAA and the NTSB to show up here at the crash site uh, as they try to work to determine exactly what caused this plane to go down in the first place. 
The crash set off explosions and sent thick smoke into the air. Dude, it's a plane. The twin-engine Cessna went down Thursday evening, killing both people on board. The plane slammed into some trailers on the property of the General Mills cereal plant just a couple hundred feet away from the Covington Airport. There was engine uh, trouble. Um, suddenly the plane veered to the right and immediately uh, came straight down. Roger Boyd saw the plane crash as he was driving down the road. Maybe 40, 50 yards up in the air. It wasn't high at all. It was just above the tree line. Boyd pulled into the plant to see if he could help. He tells us both the plane and the trailers it hit were engulfed in flames. Fire started almost immediately. Covington police say they've recovered one body from the crash site. The other remains in the wreckage. The victims' names haven't been released. Luckily, no one on the ground was hurt. Saw what we believe was a wing and uh, possibly a part of an engine, but it's, you know, the, again, it's a, it's a lot of charred metal back there. Well, as we said, they have not released the names of the folks who died in this crash. In fact, they weren't even sure who they were as of uh, the overnight hours. Don't know if they were local here from the Covington area or maybe from out of town. Obviously, that is something that the NTSB and the FAA will be trying to work out. Yeah, certainly, Mark. And an additional question for you, uh, you know, at what point of the journey were these people on? Do we know if the plane was taking off or was it landing? Well, at this point, we're not 100% sure. We were initially told by the Covington Police Department uh, that the plane was taking off, and that's when it failed and crashed. But according to uh, information and data from FlightAware, it appears that it might have been landing. So we're still trying to work that out. Obviously, the uh, FAA should be able to get that information uh, down pretty quickly. All right. Well, definitely, Mark. And thank you so much for getting our viewers up to speed live from Covington, Georgia. Uh, we'll definitely be touching base with your team for any new developments. Have a great day. You too. Idaho's News Channel 7. This is the News at 4. And welcome to the News at 4. I'm Doug Petcash. And I'm Shira Matsuzawa. We start today with an update on a plane crash in Hayburn in south central Idaho. Hayburn police say the pilot died when his small airplane crashed into a processing plant this morning. The pilot's name has not yet been released. The Minidoka County Sheriff's Office says the crash was reported at 836 this morning. The plane crashed into Gem State Processing. That's a potato processing plant near Highway 30. The plane, a small fixed wing Cessna 208B, was lying upside down on the roof of the building when emergency responders got there. The potato plant appears to have only minor damage. No one else was in the plane. Last spring in March at a press conference in Brussels, Joe Biden explained that the sanctions he was imposing against Russia, while morally necessary, were also going to cause food shortages around the world, including here in the United States. It's going to be real, he said. Now, Biden said this in a very odd way. There was no hint or panic, emotions you'd expect from a leader predicting the deaths of human beings from starvation. None of that. Instead, there was pure nonchalant casualness. Biden could have been describing the weather or a trip to the dry cleaners. It's going to be real. Then Biden continued, recounting a conversation he'd had with European allies. He told us all about it. When he met with the group, Biden said, they spoke about, quote, how we could increase and disseminate more rapidly food shortages. That's what Joe Biden said verbatim. It's on tape. So here you have the president of the United States pledging to increase food shortages 
at a press conference. Now, that seemed like a newsworthy event, but not a single news organization in this country seemed to notice it happened, nor did the White House correct it. But others were watching, so within days, that clip wound up on social media, and Facebook flagged it immediately as, quote, false news. Now, strictly speaking, that's untrue. There's nothing false about the video. It was entirely real. No one can test that. But apparently, Facebook users were supposed to understand that Joe Biden is senile, and therefore, he's not accountable for his own words. Taking Joe Biden literally qualifies as, quote, misinformation. Now, we'll leave that whole episode for you to assess. We can't know what Joe Biden was thinking, if anything, when he uttered those words in Brussels. We can only tell you what happened afterward. Strange disasters began to beset food processors all over the United States. In April, the next month, the headquarters of one of this country's largest organic food distributors was destroyed in a fire, cause unknown. The next month, in a single week actually, two separate private plane crashes took out two separate food processing centers. One plane hit a General Mills plant in Georgia, the other plane hit a food plant in Idaho. By the way, back in February, a boiler explosion obliterated a potato processing plant in Oregon, and so on. So even people who aren't given to connecting the dots, who don't think of themselves as conspiracy nuts, began to wonder, is there something here? But no one could tell. The Biden administration had no answers and no way to get to the answers because they had no data. And that's interesting because the Biden administration tracks a lot of things, the things that it cares about, the race and ethnicity and sex life, for example, of every person in America. Do we have enough trans-Pacific Islanders playing woodwinds in major symphonies? How about gay Southeast Asians and long-haul trucking? These are the questions that concern the bean counters in the Biden administration. And yet at the same time, that same administration keeps no real records about the infrastructure of our food supply. Apparently that has never occurred to them. So honestly, we can't really know one way or the other because we don't have a baseline whether something strange is going on with food suppliers. But some days you do wonder. On Saturday, an enormous commercial egg farm in central Connecticut burned to the ground for no obvious reason. Huge fire. At least 20 fire departments responded, fought the blaze for over eight hours. More than 100,000 chickens died. Now that's a sad story, but what's interesting is that most media companies did not consider it a story at all. Weird, considering egg prices have become an actual problem for most Americans. Egg prices are up more than 100% in many places. And yet at that exact moment, when eggs are a concern, 100,000 chickens die in a freak fire, and the New York Times, which is right next door in a neighboring state, does not even cover the fire? What is that? Don't worry. Things like this have nothing to do with egg prices, say the media. It's just avian flu. Watch. Egg consumption has grown over the years as many people are eating them as their main protein source. But the production has slumped because of the ongoing bird or avian flu epidemic. Over the last year, the USDA says nearly 58 million birds have been infected in the U.S., making it the deadliest outbreak in U.S. history. Unfortunately, the infected birds have to be killed, causing the egg supplies to fall and prices to surge. In some cases, stores are running out and limiting the amount people can buy. We bought eggs earlier this week here at Fry's and Levine. Uh, we paid $8.99 for a dozen eggs. So if you ask the Agriculture Department, for example, or anyone in the Biden administration, to the extent they're paying attention, which is not much, they'll tell you that egg prices are high because avian flu, and that's a completely natural virus, just like COVID. The prices have nothing to do with chicken farms burning down. Again, not that anyone in the government tracks that kind of thing. Why would they? because nothing like that could ever happen. Settle down, QAnon! 
And a lot of people, particularly the national news media, people who could not identify a chicken if it didn't come with dipping sauce, are satisfied with that explanation. But we noticed that some farmers who deal with chickens every day are not convinced. Some of them, some chicken farmers have noticed something odd. Their chickens aren't laying eggs or as many eggs. And these chickens don't appear sick with avian flu. They're not dying, they're still alive. They're just not producing eggs. Now, healthy hens lay eggs on a regular basis every 24 to 26 hours, but suddenly, Chicken owners all over the country, not all of them, but a lot of them, are reporting they're not getting any eggs or as many. So what's causing that? Clearly something's causing that. Some have concluded their chicken feed may be responsible. Watch. Is the commercial feed the reason so many people's chickens have not been laying at all? This is a question that I am asking myself and I have seen all over TikTok, Facebook, everywhere. I'm talking about chickens, tons of people who are having no eggs for six, seven months. Like this is not normal. I have at least 60 hens that should be laying. I have a flock of roughly a hundred and I was getting two to three eggs in the summer all summer long. I genuinely think it's the feed, especially after seeing so many people have the same problem, switching to a local feed and it fixing itself. Really quick. So why'd we just put that clip on TV? Because that chicken owner speaks for all chicken owners because she's the world's greatest expert on avian questions? Probably not. But because the people who should be keeping track of what's going on are clearly not keeping track of what's going on because they just don't care. And so instead of going to the usual sources at the Ag Department or calling the White House press office, we decided to listen to people who actually have chickens. And that one, for example, the lady you just saw says she checked, switched her chicken feed and it solved her problem. Her chickens began laying eggs once again immediately. Now the specific brand of feed referenced in that video is called Producers Pride. It's made by Purina. Most chicken feed brands are made by Purina. Purina also makes Producers Pride, that's the cattle feed, recently subject to a recall after regulators linked that product to a series of unexplained cattle deaths. It was removed from shells because there was a good chance you shouldn't be feeding it to livestock. Could that be happening again? Now, we don't know, but we should tell you, because again, no one else seems to be keeping track of this, that it's not just producers' pride that some chicken owners are worried about. Some have concerns about several other chicken feed brands made by Purina. So we reached out to the company today, because again, we're agnostic on this, but we figured we would do a little poking. And they said they've looked into it too and their feed is not the problem. And that may absolutely be true, we don't know. What we did notice though was that that explanation was more than enough for most media companies, trained as they are to accept corporate press releases as the final word on any given topic. Well, they said it's not a problem, so it's not a problem. We don't think that's the last word. Again, we can't tell you for certain either way. But we do know, and here's really the point, that America's food supply is one of those topics it's worth being a little paranoid about. This is not a matter of how many Trans-Pacific Islander oboists we've got. This is a matter of national survival, of food, the question on which empires rise and fall. And in this specific case, eggs, poultry, and chicken, avian products, are major, major sources of protein in the diets of most Americans. And you need protein to live if you don't have enough you get protein deficiency, and that can stunt the growth in children. So a question like this, whatever its cause, could easily flower into an actual public health crisis. And of course, it's also potentially a national security problem. There are so few eggs right now at such high cost that smugglers are trafficking eggs across our border. Watch this. 
Here at the busy San Ysidro border crossing in California, word traveling fast about a new good being smuggled into the U.S. U.S. Customs and Border Protection has reported an 108% increase in seized egg products and poultry that people have tried to smuggle through U.S. ports of entry in just the last two months. So are we being a little paranoid about the American food supply? Yes, we are, and we're proud of it. And our leaders should be even more paranoid always about our food supply. Food, energy, water. Those are the three things that matter. The rest of it is noise. And of course, as always, they're ignoring what really matters.